Hey everyone, it's uh, Andy here on the Mountain Malarkey Podcast, episode 8 with my fellow host Dave. Hello everybody. How are you doing Dave? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> good man, good man. Yeah, back back to full strength. I was going to say, it's, you, you, you've looked a lot better the last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've been put, He's alive! E- I've been putting an effort in, you know, putting an effort in. Much better than Doug anyway. Oh, oh yeah, actually, it's, I think it's important for us to mention that, isn't it? That yeah. Your dad took a bit of a tumble uh, yeah. last um, week, was it? As he put it, um, on his way up to um, Camp 2 on Amadablam. Okay. And um, a rock fall caught him. Yeah. Um, he managed to survive, but broke his leg. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so it was either that... Or he was walking my brother's chihuahua um, and slipped, <laughs> slipped in and slipped in mud. Oh no! So um, yeah, one of them is definitely truer than the other. <laughs> <laughs> now we wish your dad all the best. Um, obviously, he came on here a couple of episodes back, and I was, you know, yeah, uh, a walked, veteran trekker. Yeah, walked in then. Walked in then. Yeah, we yeah. might get to get carried in now, but we wish him the you know speedy recovery. Yeah. Um, well, what is today about then, mate? Okay, so today we're going to be doing, um, well, we're going to call it You Ask, We Answered, um, mainly around the Everest Base Camp trek, but also all things trekking and adventure. Yeah. Um, essentially, yeah, what we did when we first set up the podcast, we put out a request for things that people wanted to know about, any questions they had, discussion topics, yeah. and um, yeah, we're going to go through them. So it's a bit of a, uh, yeah, an ask it's- and answer session. Yeah, it's really. I mean, we we were sort of thinking because we had a, a few other things that we we were going to do a podcast episode on, but looking through some of the information, we realised well, there's a heaps like literally hundreds of questions. Yeah, hundreds. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, why do we do that? Yeah. So um, we've we've chosen ten at random. Yeah. And I think we'll keep periodically we'll dip back into the list and bring them yeah, out as well yeah. just to get people's out because there's way more than we can do in uh, in one of our podcasts. You know, we need like a three hour long. Maida Malaki special. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll do one. But look, um, just before we go into the episodes, if you are looking at heading out to Everest Base Camp, do recommend you download the Everest Base Camp guide, which is in the show notes. Uh, or if you are listening, you want to write it down, if you go to a bit, so bit.ly forward slash Everest BC guide, you can download the full guide and the walkthrough. Um, yeah, and I'll provide you pretty much the entire trip. Um, but yeah, let's get stuck into the episode yeah, then, Dave. let's go on. So, well, I mean, before... what. What have we been up to? I know you've been recovering from bout of Yeti flu yourself. Yeah, Yeti flu. Yeah, that seems to be completely done and dusted, Nate. Thank God. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no. What I think the most recent thing is we're preparing. So fourteen days we'll be going out to Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Um. So I'm just trying to get myself prepared for that. Um. We had vaccinations yesterday. Well, that was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought I didn't. Didn't realise. Same here. Ne- next thing you know. Yeah, I thought I was up to date, <laughs> but I ended up having three. But then, you know, you said, you know what I'm like, you know, I get excited when a new vaccination comes out. You know, I'm the, I'm, I'm first in line to get it. I did see that you you went for some that were... Optional. Very optional. Yeah. But that's okay. But yeah, but I'll I'll get it. You can jump in front of the dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll fend off the rabid dogs while my fellow compatriots run away. I know. Well, I had my first rabies jab ever because I've... I'm not, not sort of risk avert or anything like that, but... When it comes to um, rabies and everything, I've, I've, I suppose I've been lucky. I yeah. mean, I've lived in Southeast Asia for quite a long time in the past, um, you know, over like 15 years ago now. And ever since, in all the places I've been, I've never had the rabies jab. But I finally yeah. got persuaded and I had my first one yesterday. Yeah. So. Well, I'm fully, I'm done for rabies. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully, fully vaccinated. Um, no, yesterday, what did I have? Meningitis. Um, and rabies. 
No, 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 you no, don't, don't, don't meningitis. Rabies. Yeah, meningitis. I had my final Hep B, mm-hmm. and I think I had a typhoid booster. Nice. So that was those three. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I'm all I'm all pretty good for that now. I wasn't even 100 percent sure I needed the typhoid booster, but <laughs> she said she said I did, so I went with it. But um, yeah, I don't know. And now, and now I'm testing out Malarone. The um, yeah, ready anti-malarials. Anti-malarials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've always been like I've always, I didn't like the idea of like the weird dreams and the sleep disturbances you can yeah. get. But I don't want to be taking the other one, which is uh, doxycycline. Yeah. You have to take it for a month after you get back. I yeah. I'm, can't be bothered with that. <clears throat> so today I've taken my first malaria one just to kind of trial it out. Trial it out. See what, see how, see see how you get on in the office yeah, then. I feel all right. Took well, it about um, an hour ago. Feel okay. If you are listening and you go into like Kili and things like that, like these are the sort of things that will crop up. Um, you know, even if you go into Nepal um, or even on some of our new trips, we'll talk a little bit later about South America. You know, a trip to... Um, somewhere like Nomad Health Clinics. Uh, fortunately, we have like a link up with them. So yeah. uh, do sort of search on the Evertrek page or whatever and search Nomad. Uh, it'll come up with a page there. You do get like, I think it's um, just over 10% off medication yeah. and a free health consultation. So if you are going away, do look up Nomad, your nearest Nomad. Do go and have a look at them. They're fantastic. We always go there, yeah. don't we? I always go there. To be honest, you can go to your doctors and get a lot of the standard ones for mm. free, like typhoid that is a good point, and yeah. stuff like that. But for the more specialist stuff, like yeah. rabies... They charge you for in your doctors. So if I'm going to be paying for it, I'll go to Nomad and get their advice anyway. Yeah. Um, it's pretty stuff, cool, I, I, I think I've heard it like 10 times over, but I, I, I like hearing it. Yeah. You know, the advice, so it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. Uh, got my got myself a diarrhea kit yesterday after the uh, the last events in Nepal. With the, the, the Brad Pitt kit. Yeah, I had the Nepali, yeah. I had the, ne- <laughs> the, was it, the Nepalese napalm um, on my last two days in Nepal. And um, yeah, I've never had like traveler's diarrhea before. Yeah. But my lord, it's changed my perspective. <laughs> now, look, um, yeah, I mean, that, obviously we've been up to that yesterday. We have been doing, I mean, I mean, if you've been following us for a while, we've done a lot of new system updates. Um, we've had a few issues of it, not, not going to lie. Um, the, the tech team we brought in doing a fantastic job. But as ever, there's sort of teething issues. And, you know, if you are, um, you know, obviously if, if you've booked with us already, You'll know that some of the the back end stuff has been a few different tweaks and things, but it's not far away now um, yeah. from being 100. So uh, we're excited about some of the improvements. Finally, as well, very soon will be the equipment store in the back end, yeah. which has been huge for us. I'm really excited about. I that. I can't wait till it's live. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be great. You're going to be able to buy like Evertrek branded stuff. You're going to be able to buy like all your trekking equipment. It's going to be like a one stop shop basically with the people you yeah hopefully book with. <laughs> you know, you can go on to. But yeah, I think the the system updates I'm really excited about. Yeah. Like everything like that, we've we've sort of built it from scratch. So there's a few teething issues and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's going to be so um, so helpful, I think, to everyone when it's finally up and running. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. I mean, you know, it's been in in the development stage for the last six months. So you know, none of these things are quick, unfortunately. No. Um, but yeah, so that's what we've been up to. And look, with, with the um, what we're going to go into now, we'll jump straight into the questions. I think, Dave. Yeah, why not? Um, we've done like live Q and As before, other things like that, and, and you know, we may as well go into these. I think these are the top ten, aren't they? Well, well I'll say ten. Ten. I, we've just. I say ran. I say top ten. The the top ten that I randomly selected from the list. <laughs> so um, the, I think there was one or two of them in there that I picked specifically. Um, I know yeah. there's one, which I know you've actually experienced and had questions about before you ever went to altitude yeah um so i think you know it's pretty good to answer those things because you can do so from a position of authority yeah yeah. but exactly. yeah um but yeah why not so first question yes um do you want to go first or do you want me to go first yeah i can ask it um so this was from sean french um sean if you're listening mate thanks for this one um you were talking about the the sort of nepalese sherpas their way of life 
Um, and also, uh, you know, you're asking around their bravery, and I think more of a statement of the question, but it was talk, you know, just to talk a little bit about the Sherpa people and yeah. Nepal as, as well. I mean, well, Dave, the, obviously, you know them quite well. Well, they, they are the they're the back they're the backbone of every single mm. one of our trips, our expeditions, and stuff like that. We couldn't run. Yeah, this business without those guys. Yeah, um, like Evertrek, and um, we do, and we are quite proud of the fact that we solely use local expertise when we run yeah. our trips like yeah. that. We don't, we don't employ Western guides. Yeah. Uh, me and you are not on all the trips. We might dip in on one or two, um, but essentially, we have a, a, a team of Evertrekkers in Nepal which yeah. are really experienced guides. Some of them yeah. have been guiding for like 30 years. Yeah. And then... What's Some have gr- climbed Everest as well. Exactly, yeah. I mean, with regards to their sort of standard of life and stuff, it really varies. It's Nepal is a country where you can you can live in a bustling city or you can live in an incredibly remote region. Yeah. yeah. So some of them do live in the mountain regions um, <clears throat> and work the trekking seasons. And then in the off season, they'll go back and work on like their farms and stuff like that. But quite a lot of them live in Kathmandu. Yeah. yeah. You know, and just commute over the and, mountains. And, yeah. And just live a, yeah. mod, a, a modern life, you know, um, with all the mod cons that, that we expect. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, you know, I... I I can't speak more highly of them, really. I mean, their strength, their bravery, their graciousness to help everybody. I mean, our guys have not just helped people in our expeditions. You know, we've been up there and seen people from other groups that haven't booked with Evertrek that maybe are in trouble, need assistance. Um, And our guys have been more than happy to help them out, you know. um, Well, they're human beings at the end of the day. (laughs) If someone's having issues, it doesn't matter what company you're from. Yeah. You help you help them out, you know. Exactly, that's what it's about. So no, it is it is really good. Um, yeah, I mean, he's also asked about um, the fears. So fears that some people may have uh, before committing to the adventure, levels of fitness and training required. So there's okay. quite quite a lot there, Sean. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'll go straight in. Fears, it, you know, fear is is a big one. Um, naturally, you know, this label of fear is attached to so many things, and you know, I'm one that. Ultimately, I don't know if you read. Um, I mean, I mean, quite a cool little book actually. I think it's called The Fear Bubble, written by Ant Middleton, mm. uh, ex SAS guy. Um, for whatever people think of him, it's, it's actually a really interesting book, and um, I, I think the way he attacks fear is brilliant. But not to go too deep into that. Have a read, by the way. But when it comes to fear, okay, the things altitude is a big one. Yeah, maybe landing at Lukla is another one. Yeah, that people have, people sort of tend to crop up um, heights. Uh, because you are travelling over some high It's bridges. a very common one, actually. It's very heights, common. Yeah. But all these things are, you know, this is what you go on the adventure for, right? To take these things on. Yeah. If you if you wanted to, I mean, you know, and, and, and if, this is you, if this is you and you're listening, um, it's all good. But, you know, if you are happy to sit in your armchair, um, you're next to the fire, like good old Bilbo Baggins, it's all good. You know, I quite enjoy that yeah. from time to time. But if you want to take on a challenge, some parts of it are going to be scary some yeah. th- and they're going to be a little bit challenging. And that's what it's about. If it was easy, everyone would do yeah. it. Yeah, I think, you know, with the fear, everyone gets scared at certain points. Mm. I think it's based on... It is true that, you know, you're mostly afraid of what of the unknown and what you don't yeah, know. exactly. The yeah. first time I ever went, before I went to base camp, and I hadn't done anything like that, like yeah. go to a remote region of the world, go to high altitude. Yeah. So I did have a lot of fear about it and some anxieties about how I'd perform was I fit enough and stuff like that? Yeah. But once I've been there and I've done it, when I went back, those fears were pr- pretty much gone. So looking at it objectively, I was afraid of what I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I can sum up how fit you have to be. Uh, the fitter you are, the better you'll perform, basically. Yeah. You don't have to be a marathon runner. You don't have to be an athlete. You just have to have a, you know, a good set of legs on you. 
yeah decent set of lungs and you'll be good i think a mental challenge is your mental fitness and is probably well, most important, more important i think isn't it? i mean right i say men- i say mental fitness i mean i mean yeah it's more mindset yeah. you know just being willing to take on the challenge accept the fears embrace them yeah. go out there and more importantly i think the one word that i always try and remind people to do is it's about fun yeah, yeah, should, exactly. You, yeah, you know, yeah. you should have fun when you do this. You know, it's a fun experience. I mean, fun can be, in my opinion, a little bit dangerous. It can be a little bit, yeah. like, a little bit scary. But yeah, I think you should go out there and have fun. Um, I think we've waffled a little bit, but I hope, <laughs> I, I hope, I hope that's answered. No, no, I it's, hope all that's good. Answered it's all good. It's all good. Sure. No, appreciate that. It was um, obviously these is quite a lot of these are literally things we've picked out of. Yeah. Um, you know, feedback we've had, but Kathy Williams. Yeah, this one I've picked out for you because I okay. wanted you to answer the question. Yeah. So Kathy Williams has asked, how to approach the trek? I'm assuming she means Everest Base Camp. Yeah. Um, when managing asthma. Um, so how to prevent asthma pumps from freezing is another one. Yeah. So I'm going to hand that over to you because I, I, <laughs> I know that you've. Uh... Well, yeah, I am a, a asthmatic. Um, I have one of those breathers. But no, no. When it comes to asthma, um, it's it's one of those things. That it, it's no harder at altitude than at sea level, um, even though you th- you know the reduced uh, sort of oxygen levels. If you like, you know, you're still going to overexert yourself. But as long as you can manage it properly, with you know, you've got access to your inhaler. Normally, the things that you have at sea level. If you go out hiking in the UK and you take your whether you've got a, a preventative or something that you use just in case, um, like I I use basically it's like a blue inhaler. And you only use it if, you know, you're really short of breath yeah. or things get a bit tight. I've used it a couple of times on the base camp trek, but, I mean, speaking to some high-altitude doctors, I know we met a couple at the Adventure Travel Show a couple of weeks ago, they do actually say that asthmatics tend to perform really good at high altitude. Yeah, I think it's to do with when your your body is faced with dealing with low-oxygen environment, the the parts of the lungs that don't work so well they kind of shut down a bit yeah and they only use the areas of your lungs that are really good yeah um so that's one of your, your, your the mechanisms your body does and so I mean I never knew this but you know I just went up there and I never knew if I could be okay at high altitude luckily I was yeah and I've always been okay um and yeah in terms of asthma pumps from freezing I mean if you go into base camp you know it's not it's not going to be that cold that it'll um, that it'll freeze. I think they've got a really low freezing temperature. Yeah, I know asthmatics who have climbed Everest, um, who have carried inhalers and things like that with them. Obviously, which is a lot higher than base yeah. camp, and that's been fine. I think if you if yeah. it's in your pocket or your bag or something it's, like yeah, that, if you leave it outside overnight, mm. it might freeze. But I think yeah, if it's in your bag or your pocket, it should be fine. You're right? going to be fine. Yeah, and look, you know, do have a look on the website as well. I've I've written a full post on how to manage yourself with asthma at high altitude, whether that be on Everest Base Camp, Killy, wherever you're going. So do go on the website and have a little look at that. Even if you just Google Evertrek, asthma, it'll probably come up in Google. Have a little read of that and let us know what you think. Uh, but I hope that helps, Cathy. Mary, uh, Mary O'Leary. So she asked about essential items to bring on a trek. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> visit, there, visit, yeah. visit episode seven of the Main to Malarkey podcast last week because I think we covered them all. <laughs> we did. Um, I would, I mean, just to rattle off a few wet wipes, <laughs> wet wipes is a biggie yeah, yeah, yeah wet yeah. wipes um, I think any sort of comfort foods that you want to bring with you that you might not be able to get over there yeah so Haribo Tangtastics beef jerky whatever you want to bring a power bank power bank yeah Anchor power bank yeah power banks yeah so yeah. Um, you can charge your phone and charge your camera and yeah. stay in contact if you want to yeah um I think with Mary as well, I, I just boots. on the other things, yeah, boots, down jacket. Yeah, I was going to say the things you need on the trip. 
<laughs> but yeah, if you if you're thinking about it, yeah, definitely bring uh, you know whether you go onto the Evertrek website, we've got an equipment list on there which you can download. But other than that, Mary, just your main ones, most of it. You if you if you hike in the UK, um, like your hiking boots, your back, your day pack, you know, um, your down jacket, your waterproofs, maybe even your trekking trousers, your trekking socks. All of that is very transferable. It's what you need yeah. on the trek to base camp. Yeah, pretty much. There's no specialist equipment. Yeah. You need to be, I think, when you're trekking over there, yeah. prepare for all four seasons. Yeah, um, I've been over there and I've been sunburnt, rained on, and snowed on, um, <laughs> all in all in eleven days. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, you need to you know sunscreen, down jacket, yeah. waterproof jacket, sun, sunglasses, <laughs> you know that type of thing. But I know that yeah. we've put together a huge amount of information on kit and stuff like that yeah, yeah. on the website. Um, there's the knowledge center, um, which is just stuff that um, we've put together over the years based on experience of our own and customers yeah, yeah. and recommendations we've had from equipment companies and stuff like that so yeah there's a lot of stuff out there but yeah no revisit um life hacks so was it yeah i think it was uh, 10 life hacks um to keep you smiling yeah, in the mountains episode seven episode seven yeah nice. so check that out mary i'm sure that will um you know that'll answer your questions mark i, I t- <laughs> take it he's fired this one at me then so mark highs and lows of setting up your business highs and lows of trekking to base camp uh, i think there's a pun in there somewhere um how you met the sherpas how you got them on board with your dream yeah, big one. Um, Mark, so yeah, you know, going back a number of years now, uh, I think it was four years, um, just, well, actually the end of 2015. Um, you know, I never really had the idea when I went out to Nepal of setting up a business. It was really just a personal thing. I went out there just after the earthquake uh, to Nepal, this is. Base camp had always been on the agenda since I read Into Thin Air um, years ago when I used to teach scuba diving, sitting on a beach in Thailand. Um, and I read the book and I thought, you know what, one day I want to go to Everest. Um and, you know, I was in a job, I was sat at a desk one day and I just thought, you know what, bugger it. I just booked the flight. I think it was October. I went in the January and I've always wanted, I've always enjoyed writing. So I did a bit of travel writing. So I went out to Nepal, loved it, came back and was like, basically, I wanted to help other people go, go out there and, and, and do what I'd done. So I literally thought, well, you know what, maybe I'll, I'll set up a website. I knew I had a really good contact out there. Um, you know, we, we've kind of changed a lot since then. We've improved our our sort of network um, of people out there and also the people we use are uh, awesome and much better than the original ones we use. Um, you know, they're fantastic now. Um, we've got a great sort of um, group of guides, everything like that. And we got them on board with the Evertrek way as well because I wanted it to be a certain way. Um, I mean, Dave, you were my very first customer, weren't yeah, you? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Years ago. Yeah, I, I saw, I was reading your blog, um, Welsh Man Walking, yeah. when you were, it was being like written and released on the trail, wasn't it? On the yeah, on I was posting journey. as yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. I was reading it, yeah. um, and I'd always wanted to go out to Everest, and it's a dream of mine yeah. to summit the highest mountains on Earth. Um, and yeah, so when I saw the post where you'd arrived at base camp, and I read it, I honestly thought, oh man, I want to do that. <laughs> you want to do so it? So I yeah, literally yeah. Facebook messaged you yeah. um, and said, oh, let's meet up when you get back. I want to talk about it. And that's when you said, like, oh well, I've I've kind of set this up and <laughs> you know I got so, an idea and I was like right well sign me up then let's go <laughs> I know no and that's it and that's what I wanted to do is first and foremost I want to help people get out of their comfort zone and take on Everest you know we've moved on a lot now we do like Kili and, and other places like we'll talk about in a bit South America um, you know North Africa but ultimately it's about helping Nepal and um, as well you know because it's, it's the third world country it's very poor and I thought to myself we can help the local economy that's why we only use local guides um, you know they're the best 
And yeah, that's how it's gone. I mean, you know, in terms of highs and lows, it's very easy to set up a business. It's it's very it's diff- more difficult to run one. Yeah. Um. But you know, ultimately, if you've got a business idea and 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 you think that it's 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 achievable, um. Ultimately, we've 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 gone from strength to strength, and you know, it's all about keeping a positive mindset as well. If you really want to do it, then do it. Yeah. Anyone who's got an idea and you think you can monetize that, go for it. And put, per- I think, perseverance as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because there's a, there has been, you know. It's hard when I think, you know, like, you know, when you first set things up and, you know, you, you don't make money overnight. Yeah, yeah. It took you us know, a years. And, yeah, yeah, and, exactly, yeah. You know, so it's about having the perseverance. Like you used to, you know, work in the evenings outside of a normal job. I did, yeah. And put in like mad hours to set things up. Yeah. Um, even though nothing was, you might feel like week by week you mm. haven't made progress, but actually you're building something. The basis of which will ultimately yeah. succeed. So yeah, I think uh, well, what I took from it watching you was yes, yeah, just perseverance. If you have a passion it, yeah. and you have an idea and you believe in it, mm. you just got to persevere with it and you've got to stick with it for long enough that eventually it'll take hold. Yeah, you have to. I mean, one of those things. You know, it's not easy, but for me, it was all good. I was helping people. I was helping you. I was helping others. Yeah. And you're right. There wasn't, you know, when you first start a business, um, you know, and this this could be. When I talk about this stuff, it's transferable to anything. It's like when you start first start training for base camp. You know, um, it, it's it's a similar sort of thing. You you might not see the reward straight away yeah. until further down the line when you're actually in the mountains and you think, geez, this is a bit easier getting up that mountain. You know, in the beginning, it is hard. Yeah. Um, you know, but like you said, yeah, perseverance. Go for it. Keep going. Exactly. So um, James Wright yep. has asked, how and when um do you make the decision to hunker down for the night or carry on <laughs> I and love then that. also how to deal with wet feet wet socks wet boots your mental strength and emergencies again that's a lot yeah i i <laughs> I, I, I do admire what they're doing though you know they're they're sort of thinking i've got one question to ask <laughs> but i'm going to squeeze in five um with regards to like when to hunker down um yeah. when to carry on i think I always talk about, you know, when you're actually going into an environment where you're going to be trekking and stuff like that, then you need to either have the expertise or have hired the expertise. So you need to know about the weather, which dictates what equipment you'll bring. You need to know the route. You Mm. need to know how long it's going to take you in ideal conditions. And then you need to make an intelligent decision. So if it gets dark, do you want to be carrying on in the dark? Yeah. Is there any danger to like sometimes? Yeah, you can just put your head torch on and carry on Mm. if you know where you're going. Um, and stuff like that. But we've been out even in Brecon yeah. where we've had to get a map and compass because yeah. mist has come in, like almost zero visibility. Yeah, we did. Didn't we? And, it's, and we're in a wide open plain and then you don't know which way to go. And you think you can be walking straight, but actually, yeah. eventually, you'll just you'll start going off course. So You've got to make a decision. Yeah, so I think, yeah, have the expertise. <laughs> if you don't have the expertise yourself, either get trained or hire it. Well, luckily, because um, James is actually coming with us to... Killy. This so, is James. <laughs> yeah, this is James. Luckily, I, I know why he's asking that. It's because uh, when we were on Lara Grew back in November, yeah, it was literally that point. And right. Luckily, James had me. Right. James Wright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did it? Uh, wet socks and feet, right? You know when I was cycling? <laughs> I love that. Um, one way that I actually dried my socks when I was cycling and camping one time because yeah. they got soaked was I stretched them out, kind of beat them to get yeah. most of the excess water out, and then I tied the sock around my leg. Really? Yeah, and my body and my body heat overnight um, dried it. <laughs> dried your sock? I mean, that's amazing. I love that. Seriously, I, I tied it around like just above my knee. Yeah. 
and tied it around and then went to sleep. And then when I woke up, I untied it. Not so tight that, you know, my foot went through. <laughs> but, yeah. I love that. Nice one, James. No, I, I, I can see why he's asked all those. And you're right, yeah, when it comes to mental strength emergencies, look, I suppose it's about evaluating where you are. If, if you're in a situation that is proven challenging, like James, obviously, if you're listening, I know that we, we, we did a 17-hour trip trek in um it was over the uk's highest mountain pass which is called larry grew believe it's the uk's mountain pass uh, highest mountain pass do correct us if it's not um but yeah it, it was tough and you know i think it was because it was four uh four foot snow yeah there was a section for about a mile and a half which just took ages probably several hours longer than planned you know and it was getting to the stage where yeah do you hunker down for the night because we had some stuff where we could have survived or do we carry on ultimately yeah having that mental Sort of ability to sort of just just evaluate where you are. Yeah. Think right. What's the options? Almost think. What have we got with us? What energy have we got? You know, where can we get to? You know, and make a decision. Yeah. Just make a decision. Don't I, don't go. Don't get angry or anything. Think to yourself. Right. I'm gonna get everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. Let's just focus. Let's just see what we got. I and, also and crack think on. having a backup plan as well. So mm. if you are going out um, and you know it's going to be a long day and you know the weather's going to be bad, just tell someone what time roughly you expect to be back. Yeah. You know, if they haven't heard from you by X time, yeah. you know, um, maybe alert mate and rescue. Yeah, Have mate and rescue's place, yeah. number on your phone yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always carry a tenner with me as well, just in case, like, I need to get a taxi. <laughs> I'd say bribery, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, nah, cheers, James. Um, right, we'll move on. Sandra McLaughlin. She asked about unco- uh, upcoming trips and offers. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, with the upcoming trips, I mean, we've uh, if you're on our email list or you're following the podcast, you've probably heard us talk about, obviously, we've launched Killy. Yeah. Um, we are actually recruiting some test pilots at the moment from Machu Picchu. But, you know, because of the, the number of dates we got over the next couple of years, we'll be launching that in the next couple of days. Uh, we've also got Mount Tubkar. We'll be launching in the next couple of weeks, which is yep. in Morocco. Um, we'll also be launching very, very soon. I say very soon, probably in about the next six weeks, will be Aconcagua, which is in um, South America. And, you know, those are the sort of main new trips yeah. that we're doing. But ultimately, you know, what? we're a fast-moving company. We've got people who come with us to yeah. places like Everest Base Camp Killy and, you know, want more adventures. So, you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll create more adventures. Yeah, yeah. I think um, K2 base camps on the horizon. Yeah, in Pakistan, yeah, the Karakoram. Yeah, yeah you know, we've made, we've made the very early inroads into that. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know... Probably within the next six to 12 months, there'll be a trip to Pakistan for yeah. us to go over and set things up. And I think we, we don't want to forget about our core business because the Himalayas is where we're known, what exactly, we're known yeah. for, Everest Base Camp. And we've got some new routes planned in Nepal as well. We're looking at the Langtang Valley, yeah. which is quite a new one. We're also looking at a different version of the Annapurna regions, it's called the best of the Annapurna regions, because you've got Annapurna Base Camp, Annapurna Circuit. But we're looking to, there's a few new routes out there yeah. that we've been speaking to our guys over in Nepal. Um, so we're going to put a new trip around the Annapurna region, yeah. um, which is going to be quite cool. So yeah, uh, yeah, look out look out this Potentially space. India as well. Yeah, Ladakh. Yeah. We're looking at Ladakh, aren't yeah. we, in so northern the, India? The full, because we want to, because the Himalaya is huge. You yeah. Know, stretches yeah. across like three countries. But yeah, I think um, the jewel in our crane is is our trips in Nepal, I think. You yeah. Know, and, and yeah, it's really exciting to be doing more in Nepal. Yeah, it is. Like I said, um, you know, when I was speaking about setting up the business and everything, Nepal is somewhere I care about, as is Tanzania, as is Peru. You know, these are all countries, ultimately, that we can help just by going over there and being a tourist. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's 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 the best way to help them sometimes, is just by being a part of their environment. Yeah. Um, but right, so Kelvin, Vernon, you asked about solar uh, power bank charges, 
Um, down versus synthetic, washing and drying clothing. Dave? Um, <laughs> I know solar, the first one's you. Solar power bank chargers, I don't use them because, I don't know, they're unreliable, I yeah. think. Uh, I mean, I, I in, my, in my experience, I've, I've owned a couple and I've tried out a couple, but they're relative, They're pretty unreliable. Yeah. Um, you know, it does, re- it does require like good weather and stuff like that, which yeah. is not always guaranteed. <clears throat> So, um, yeah, personally, I use um, just an electronic power bank, one that I charge yeah. back at the hotel and then take with me. So I use the Anchor 26,800. Yeah, um, very good, aren't they? Pretty good. I mean, one of them, you know, easily last a week. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, one of them is pretty good. Down versus synthetic, to be honest, I'm not entirely a huge expert. My down jacket at the moment has got a mix of the two, yeah, because some of the synthetic stuff can be like hydrophobic, you know, so it can. What jacket is that? Um, that is the mountain equipment, mountain equipment light line, light line jacket. Yeah, yeah, okay. I believe it's a mixture of the two. Yeah, um, yeah. To be honest, when it comes to down versus synthetic, I don't really understand a lot of the difference. I think. Morally, I'd, I think I'd like synthetic. Well, synthetic is, is one of the new you know, ones it, for if, sustainability. It, yeah, so, if yeah. I had a choice, I think I'd like the down to stay on the duck. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so um, wherever possible, you know, but 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 more importantly for me is that, you know, as much as I, lo- I love the duck, I want to be, I want a jacket to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, to be warm. You know, if yeah, I'm yeah. hypothermic on a mountain side. I'm, I want it to work, <laughs> you know, so yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. Washing and drying clothing, um, to be honest, if we're talking about, say, the Everest Base Camp Trek, you won't wash your clothes. Yeah. Um, you it's just, very difficult, the, isn't it? The, yeah. I mean, drying clothes, I mean, you, you could potentially wash them, but drying them, I know Billy turned himself into a human, Billy's um, one of our customers, yeah. he turned himself into a mobile um, washing line, <laughs> so he would just put his pants and his socks on his rucksack and dry them in the sun as he trekked, you really? know, so, Brilliant. but yeah, you to be honest, washing and drying clothing, unless you're on like a month-long expedition to climb a mountain or something like that, you're yeah. probably not going to do it, and if you are going to do it, it's going to be a bowl of water and some soap that you get from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you will see some people people on the trek with it but just you know you're up there it's a challenge take enough clothes you'll find that you wear the same clothes for a few days in a row that's just part and parcel of the trip and part of the challenge yeah, um, exactly. i think it's easier than washing your clothes trying to stay clean like that it's um it just causes extra aggro um but you know everyone's different you know let us know if if, if something's worked for you you know don't forget um email us at podcast at evertrek.co.uk let us know if it did work for you yeah and what you did it's always you know, we want to learn from you guys as well. Um, you know, we've we've gone like loads of times, but ultimately, uh, we found that yeah, not washing your clothes is probably the best best yeah, way. Probably isn't it? the best. Yeah, no one else is washing them. No. So the ambient smell in the room is is <laughs> is pretty is on, on a par with you. You know, so <laughs> yeah, you, you don't, don't smell, you, yeah. you don't stand out really. Yeah, yeah. But nice. um, yeah. So the, I think this is going to be a slightly longer episode. Anderson. That's all right. Mate, that's yeah, all right. that's all right. So, a few more questions. So the next one, Julia Nash has yes. asked, um, altitude and coping with it on the EBC trek. I'm assuming she's asking, how does it affect the body? How do we deal yeah. with that? So with altitude, you know, there's it does put a strain on the body. Um, naturally, on the sort of trips we do, um, and any trip to high altitude, you want to make sure you've got enough time to acclimatize. So, you know, you, the, the kind of the the main thing we do is that you you kind of hike high, you sleep low. So on the itinerary, pretty much it just means that say you walk into say four thousand meters, you know we want to be sleeping at maybe like three thousand four hundred meters, something like that. Yeah. Ultimately, it's just about speed. The way we run our trips, our guides, uh, you know, like they're very experienced. They know the sort of speed you need to be going at. Yeah. 
but it's obviously affected by you. We get people in the group who kind of like to think, right, I want to get there as soon as I can. But naturally, the closer you get to your target, like just to use Everest Base Camp as an example, the first couple of days, you've got people who, you know, at, at the front of the group, when you get above 5,000 meters, they will be at the back. Because naturally, um, it, it's very, altitude is a leveler. Yeah. When you get above 5,000 meters, you want to have got there really, really slowly. Yeah. With the last why we take eight days to get to Everest Base Camp. Yeah, it's, it's it's good. It's why it takes a month to climb Everest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, um, you have to adjust to altitude very slowly. Yeah, um, you have to drink plenty of water. You have to eat good meals. Yeah. Um, and and look after yourself. You'll get headaches and stuff like yeah, that, and maybe yeah. a bit of nausea. That's that's totally normal. I think ultimately, if you do experience the severe end of altitude sickness, there's only one cure really, and that's descent. Yeah. So we get you down as quickly as possible, but it is really the end game. You know, there are yeah. lots of things we can do to manage it. Things like Diamox. We've talked a lot about it. There's information out there. I think yeah. go onto the website. Go again, Knowledge Center. It's all there. Um. So yeah, hopefully. Um, that, yeah, helps you. that helps you. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, Julia. There's, I mean, there's a lot of uh, information out there. If you went onto our knowledge center, with it, there's heaps of blogs we've kind of written, um, a couple of videos, just just helping you. Um, but ultimately, this is a challenge. Altitude is a challenge. But keep a positive mindset. Have fun. Listen to your guide. Drink plenty of water, and you'll have an amazing time. Uh, but right, right. We've got a couple more, and then we'll we're almost done. But right, Melanie Klaus. So she talks about. There's a few things here, and I think. Yeah. Probably we just talked a little bit about it, but the the, the one I like was she said myths. Myths, yeah, and definitely. Yeah, these exist. I've seen them. I've yeah. Well, we we, we see them every day. See them every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but now, when it comes to myths and things like that, I think one of the big things from the UK, um, just talking about myths now, is garbage is rubbish. Yeah, it's a big myth that, I mean, I mean, just to say what what it is and what it really is. So in the UK media, people say that. Um, there's lots of rubbish over at Space Camp. Yeah. The reality is that with all the environmental things that have been going on, the Carry Me Back campaign, Sagamartha next, yeah. our water filters, I think it's making an impact. But actually, the Everest Base Camp is very clean. I think the, so, the yeah. Nepalese Remarkably side. clean. Yeah. I've, I mean, in the Tibetan-China <clears throat> side, um, there's a road that leads yeah, there. Yeah. So ultimately, I think it attracts a different type of traveller. Yeah. Um, and if they're travelling there in a bus, in a car, whatever, generally they're going to be taking a lot more waste with them. Um, but when yeah. you get to Nepal, there's only one way to get there, really, and that's to walk. So we carry a lot less up with us and we carry a lot more back down with us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a good myth busted there. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, someone I was... to do a show about that. <laughs> we should myth bust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, another one was it vaccinations, altitude sickness, hape, and how to avoid it. Vaccinations, yeah. you're going to need like typhoid, hep A, yeah, um, polio, polio, tetanus, tetanus all the, the 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 basic ones. Yeah, optional ones is like rabies, um, meningitis, meningitis, those types of things. Yeah, um, we recommend it. if it's bothering you and you're concerned about it, get vaccinated. Yeah, um, it is optional. So if it's not bothering you, then then you don't. Then don't. Uh, yeah. Hape. So what she's talking about there is high altitude pulmonary edema. Um, so hape and hace. When I was talking about the the worst end of altitude sickness, yeah. hace is high altitude cerebral edema, and then high altitude pulmonary edema. Essentially, it's a swelling of the and fluid buildup in yeah. the lungs and the brain. Yeah. Um, how to avoid it? All those things we just talked about. Yeah. Go slow. Take your time. Um, look after yourself. Drink plenty of water. Stay hydrated. Um, but yeah, if it happens, if you do get hate or haste, then yeah, you uh, you join Chopper Club and you get back down to Kathmandu. <laughs> Chopper Club, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, you're right, isn't it? I mean, all the things we've talked about, really. Um, you know, they, it all helps you. Ultimately, lean on your guide. If you're with us, 
you know, we like to think that our ever trekkers are the best prepared people on yeah. the mountain. So, you know, we're not just going to send you up there without what knowing yeah. how to deal with that sort of and stuff. So. I should say that with Everest Base Camp, um, the the itinerary that we do yeah. ensures proper acclimatization. 100%. You get those problems either when you go too high, too fast, when yeah. you fail to acclimatize, the body reacts. Um, and then ultimately it can lead to hape and haste. Yeah. It's very, 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 very rare on the Everest Base Camp trip. I've not experienced anybody that's had it because they go through the proper itinerary, proper acclimatization. Yeah, nice. And Jan Lark, so this is the last one, um, is all about how to stay warm. And other than hugging your fellow Yeti, um, mm. there mm. are obviously you know a few basic ones. I think it's important to talk about the layering system. Yeah, I think layering is brilliant for both staying cool and staying warm. They're yeah. both just as important as each other. In a uh, in a really cold environment, you don't want to stay too hot because you don't yeah. want to sweat. If you sweat and it's like, you know, sub-zero temperatures, when that sweat evaporates, you're very quickly going to cool down too fast and potentially yeah. go hypothermic. The layering system helps you with that. So having a uh, the base layer, which is what you wear next to your skin, it yeah. should be skin tight. And what it'll do is it'll draw all the moisture off your skin and into the layering system. So when it does evaporate, it's not cooling you um too rapidly but also nice. the very fact that it is being drawn off your skin will cool you so yeah. it'll both keep you cool and warm <laughs> <laughs> no i like it yeah you've got your mid layer then so you've got your fleece um you know which sits over the base layer so naturally you know it everyone's different like dave you run hot yeah. i run quite cold so you know i I tend to wear more than dave <laughs> yeah so i'll most of the time i'll trek in just my base layer yeah and then, but but in my bag, I'll always have like a fleece and a windstopper, just in case. Maybe yeah, a down jacket if I'm at really high altitude. I'll yeah. put it on. Um, but yeah, like I like the option, which is what yeah. layering's about. You know, if you wear one warm, heavy fleece and that's all you've got, yeah, yeah. you know, you're not gonna it limits you. Doesn't yeah, it? you're not gonna have a fun day. Um, and I think yeah, just just the extremities as well. So you want to make sure that um, you know you look after your hands. So you want a decent pair of gloves. Um, you know, nothing crazy. But it depends on where you're going. Like if you're climbing top of Killy in winter, yeah. then maybe you'll need some really good down gloves as well as an underlayer glove. Yeah. Um, you know, but then it's also like socks. You want really good socks to keep your yeah. toes warm. And also as well, it's good to have some sort of neck buff to keep your um your core, so around your neck. Yeah. If you if you book a trip with us, you obviously get the um, the Avatrekker neck buff um in your um pack that yeah. will arrive. Um and or you also get one in Nepal if you haven't got one. But <clears throat> and the same with the head. You want to put your beanie on, cap, something to keep the wind off your head. Yeah. Um, you know, because you lose a lot of heat through your head. So yeah, just the basic stuff, really. You probably know about, but ultimately, um, common sense. Yeah. Just, just you know, whatever works for you. Um, it could be different. You know, some people like I kind of like hiking with um with a instead of a beanie because I sweat a bit on the forehead. I just like wearing a cap. Yeah. It's just a bit, even though it's not the warmest, it just works for me. Yeah. So whatever works for you, but ultimately, yeah, just look after your extremities and your core. And also uh, proper acclimatization, you know? Yeah. Um, when you acclimatize properly and you've got more oxygen in your body, you will naturally stay warmer. Yeah. Um, my father noticed the difference. Well, like when, when, when he went, went, yeah, when my dad did um, Everest Base Camp Mark yeah. 1, Mark one, yeah. Hashtag global shay. <laughs> like, that's where he ended up. Um, he's every night, he just couldn't get warm. Yeah, yeah. And he was struggling to acclimatize. And that was partially due to his fitness level. He was overexerting himself every day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and when he went back again, he was fitter, lighter, and he used Diamox. And he said he didn't, even though it was way colder, Yeah. Um, he himself was, you know, a lot warmer just because he was healthier. 
Um, and part of that was the acclimatization. Awesome. Well, yeah. look, um, he's certainly warm now because um, he's stuck in the house. <laughs> Poor Doug. Doug, if you're listening, I hope you get better, mate. Um, but yeah, mate, that's, that's a lot of questions, isn't it? I mean, I know we had 10 there, but we'll pull out some. I mean, we'll do some episodes around specific subjects. Yeah. Over the next, um, you know, couple of months, do look out though because we're going to Killy in a couple of weeks. Um, there'll be another episode before we go, but basically, the um, we're doing a little sort of two-part Killy podcast. So we'll be actually record on Killy. Um, we'll also be interviewing some of our ever trekkers who are doing it as well. Yeah. Also, how we get on because our first time on Killy, it's kind of new for us as well. Yeah. And you know, we'll also maybe interview some of our guides, and you know, we'll, we'll do it from the top. Yeah, I'm really That's the I'm plan really, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it'll it'll work very smoothly, I'm sure. With a single hiccup. But yeah. no, but we've got um we've got Steve with us, a videographer as well. Yeah. Um should we should we plug him? Yeah. Steve yeah, from Inside Video Marketing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's great. Yeah, yeah, he's part of the um the extended Evertrek family. Yeah, he's and, great. Um yeah, he's gonna be doing some he's he's done some of our videos before in Everest, so um he's gonna be doing some filming for us as well, which is gonna give people a great idea of what it's like. Yeah, yeah, that's like Journey to Base Camp, the uh, the Everest Base Camp video we filmed in, I believe it was November 2018. Does give you a little bit of an insight yeah. into um, you know what Everest Base Camp, the Journey to Base Camp. We should is get like. Steve on the podcast at one point, I think. Yeah, we should. Yeah. About how to use about cameras and photography yeah, altitude. But, but, but also, is he he actually trekked to base camp as well, didn't he? Yeah. And he had his um, challenges. He's, he's had he's, he's faced some challenges with altitude. Yeah, and we'll stuff. have a chat so, with him. Yeah, why not? Okay. Well, look, um, yeah, thanks for listening. If you do have any other questions, you know, that you would like answered on the podcast, don't forget to, to email. Um, we've got an email for the podcast, which is podcast at evertrek.co.uk. Um, you know, you will have, in terms of, you know, getting to Everest Base Camp, Killy, whatever you're doing, we hope that some of these answers, you know, you can, as, what do you call yeah. it, Dave? Gleam a golden nugget. Gleam a golden nugget. I love yeah. that saying. You exactly. Say. Yeah. So we want the podcast to be a little bit entertaining, mm. but also a good repository for sort of helpful information. So you yeah. can mine this podcast for the golden nuggets, you know. And um, yeah, that'd be great. I think. Yeah, we've done two now, sort of on like equipment hacks and questions. I think next week we'll we're going deep. We'll go deep. Maybe <laughs> next week, you know, we'll talk about something else. But um, yeah, great but, stuff. yeah. But we'll we'll revisit this from time to time because I like the idea of people asking questions and getting direct answers. Well. Hopefully direct answers, <laughs> sometimes waffly answers. No, but look, um, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. And, you know, if you've enjoyed listening, it'd be awesome to get a review, um, especially if you're on Apple, because you can't really do it on any other platform. But, um, you know, it makes a huge difference, the amount of reach we get. Yeah. Um, so do have a look and review us. And as I mentioned in, in the, the front, the, the beginning of the podcast, if you are interested in ever out to Everest or any other trip, but specifically Everest Base Camp, do download the guide. It is in the show notes. You can just download the walkthrough there. Um, and yeah, final word. We've reached the final word finally, eh? Yeah, yeah. The um, the always never, final word. It's yeah. never really the final word. No. Um, yeah, well, this one's a... Uh, yeah, how to sum up today's one. If you have any more questions, please do message them in. Um, I'd be very yeah. happy to do it. Um, ultimately, yeah, um, we hope that it's been useful. Yeah. I think there are lots of ways that you can make uh, any adventure um, work with your life, basically, I think is what we're trying to get to. Yes. I think no matter how busy you are, no matter what job you do for a living, if you've got a sense of adventure and you want to get out there, there's always a way to make it possible. Yeah. Um, and little things that you can do to make it easier and more enjoyable along the way. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that some of the answers in this one and the last episode are going to have been helpful to you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as always, if you do 
want to have even a discussion you know our door's always open it is yeah mate great I love that couldn't have put it better myself yeah, yeah. <laughs> well look thanks for listening uh, we'll be back next week with another episode and we'll chat to you then all the best <laughs>